0: welcome to the first episode of the clean talk firsts are always special and i've been thinking about the perfect first guest for our first episode somebody who could enlighten us with precious insights and even more interesting learnings so without further ado let me introduce you to our first guest of this episode mr ron segura ron is the founder and president of segura and Associates. He brings over 57 years of experience in all segments of the cleaning industry. 10 of those years were spent overseeing the cleaning of the Walt Disney Company. Ron has assisted hundreds of organizations in the re-engineering of their operations. Some of these organizations include Tesla, Stanford University, and the United States Federal Reserve. Sounds interesting? Well then, let's get started. Welcome to the first episode of The Clean Talk, Ron. There's a lot to speak about, and there's a lot to learn from you. Uh, but before we get started, I wanted to know how and when did you decide to join the cleaning and hygiene industry?
1: Well, from from an early age, my my uh, father had uh, did part time work had a, reg- uh, a full time job, but he did uh, part time on weekends, uh, cleaning uh, bars. And, uh, so on the weekend, uh, I would go in and help him. And, uh, I always used to tell him that he was the first incentive based employer because he didn't pay me any money, but anything that I found on the floor, I could keep. So the incentive was to make sure that I swept every part of that floor. So that's really how I started. And then, um, he, um, uh, uh, I found that it was a good way to, to earn some extra money. So then I got into uh, window washing and cleaning. And so really all through school, um, I never really left that industry. But after I graduated from uh, from high school, I uh, went to college for a year. And uh then I got back into the cleaning industry. And I have to say that I was uh, probably the worst janitor ever. Um, it just, to do something every single day, the same thing, the same routine just wasn't good. But so from there, I was able to get into some uh, supervisor positions or lead person positions. And, and I never left. Uh, I stayed in this industry and I think I think this is my 57th year in the cleaning industry and I've worked in all segments um, of the industry, distribution, uh, in-house operations, uh, contracting, uh, distribu- distribution. Uh, so there really isn't anything that I haven't done in this industry.
0: Wow. I mean, 57 years is a long, long time, Ron, and you must have definitely seen this industry evolve. And I'd like to hear about that evolution. How have you seen it change over 57 years?
1: Sure. When I first started and for many years, uh, probably through the, um, in the sixties and, and beginning in the early seventies, even, uh, we, when we did floors, we literally stripped and waxed floors. Uh, we would have these big scrubbers and it would take a couple of people to unload the the scrubber. And we would use steel wool pads and we would apply wax to the floors. Well, from there, we uh, evolved into floor finish. Uh, we used to use metal interlock floor finish, so we had nice shiny floors and and then the we implemented or the industry implemented floor maintenance programs with high speed uh buffers i remember the first 1500 rpm buffer was the greatest thing it minimized having to strip and and refinish Um, and then from there we uh, have what we have now we have scrubbers that uh, really able to do a tremendous process now the cleaning itself uh, I always use this illustration. We uh, literally cleaned restrooms, the urinals and commodes, uh, with bowl acid. It was 25% hydrochloric acid. And it was the kind that, when you applied it, you would see the smoke coming off. And if you took a whiff of that smoke, it, you felt it. And, and we used a lot of ammonia. And, and it's, it's a wonder that we survived as an industry mixing as as much as we could. And, and the other thing back in doing the floors, we would use ammoniated stripper and we would get the water as hot as we could. Well, you know, when you put ammonia with hot water, the the odor goes up. And then we'd put, sometimes um, we'd have uh, trisodium phosphate uh, powder. We'd throw that in there too. Uh, so no risk management, no safety programs at that time. But from going back to the the uh, restroom cleaners we evolved from acids to uh, a milder one instead of hydrochloric acid twenty five 25 higher hydrochloric acid we went to phosphoric acid and that had a nice smell it had optical brighteners in there so when you put it on the commode uh, when the light would hit it it would shine and if you got it on your hand uh it left it would it would burn but you had a little bit of time, uh, so from there we went to non-acid, and now look at what we have today. We have products that we don't really identify as uh, necessarily as a restroom cleaner. Uh, so that evolution of, of the industry was was really pretty pretty good. And then, in uh, let's see, I'll uh, uh, give and give you an example of of how safety and risk management started to change. I was a, a a manager for a large company and so we had just received a notice that we had to send increases to all our customers and in those days everything was watched very carefully you never had enough management uh, to to cover all the or to maintain all your facilities but then i got a notice that uh, the risk management person Vice President of Risk Management was going to come to my branch and wanted to see all the staff and they were going to introduce a series of five minute safety programs. Um, and, And then once a month, you would get together for a branch safety program of about an hour. And I remember my response very clearly to this person. I said, this all sounds very good, but we just don't have the time and it'll never fly. Well, look what we have today we wouldn't think of doing anything without risk management or safety guidelines or training so so that is something that as i've seen develop over the years so those are just three examples of of how things have everly really changed
0: i'm sure there are many more but since we are short on time i think you're keeping it short um <laughs> Now coming towards the challenges, I'm sure that you've seen many uh, highs and lows, many challenges also must have come along the way. So what do you think are the biggest challenges of our industry so far?
1: Well, I think t- today, like in every industry, uh, there's just not enough staff to to bring on board. And I think the biggest challenge in, in that area is number one, um, learning how to attract people into I'm talking people already in our industry, but learning how to attract them to our companies or organizations. And, you know, we spend a lot of of money on marketing our companies. Uh, We're the greatest, we're the best. We do this different than others, but I don't see that we have allocated money to market for staff. And then once we get them, uh, I think a challenge still in our industry is to to maintain them. Um, the companies that are successful at doing this have really allocated parts of their budgets to, to maintain their, their people. And I think that's something that within the next year, couple of years, I think we'll get it. Um, and I think that's big, but that's that's one of the biggest things now. And, and to me, being in the industry for so long, I think one of the other biggest challenges is, and and, and this is changing a little bit, but really being able to explain the value of what we bring to an organization, to our customers, to our prospects. When I started uh, years ago in the contracting side, the contact or the person who would make the decision on the selection of a janitorial cleaning company was usually somebody that was uh, in the maintenance department that maybe was ready to retire, or uh, maybe they just said, just just take care of it. Well, that's changed now. Uh, and, and because we were treated that way, that's the way we acted. We were part of the maintenance. Uh, but we really need to start perceiving ourselves as a contributor to the marketing of the customers that we serve, whether it's an internal customer or, or, or one in the public. And, and coming out of COVID-19, um, you know, I use the term the invisible people are not invisible anymore. And I think we need to to market that. So I think those are really two things that I would like to see. And, and to be very honest with you, I see efforts to do
0: that. Certainly. I mean, even when I joined this industry um, a few years back, Uh, I was also one of those who thought that, okay, you know, cleaning is just a back end task (laughs) and uh, you know, it's not really that important. It's not really a big deal, but today, as I stand here today, now that I've been in this industry for some years and I've spoken to people, I've seen how this industry operates and what it does. I realize how important it is. I mean, without cleaning, there is no uh, sense of customer experience at all. So uh, what we do is really, really important. Um, Coming towards your learnings, Ron, now, Uh, 57 years, as you said, is a long, long time. And I'm sure there have been many learnings in your illustrious career in this industry. So could you share some of those learnings with us?
1: Sure. I think one of the ones that I really, uh, really appreciate and and as the years have went by, I appreciate it even more. You know, we're always quick to say that we're in a people business. The unfortunate part for many, many years is the people we were referring to were our customers and everything for the customer, which it should be. We, we do what we promise the customer. But over the years now, uh, one of the things that I learned was the value of, of our, our staff, the frontline staff. Um, and, and let me give you an example of, of how I've learned to really value them. Um, I had it. I was an operations manager for a company, and there was an individual on our floor crew. And uh, one night, I was talking to him, and he was telling me about the different chemicals. You know, well, you know, we need to mix it this way, and and I started to talk to him a little bit more, and I said, "Well, how do you know all this stuff?" He says, "Well, back in my country, <clears throat> excuse me, I used to be a chemist, and uh, and then it dawned on me that my perception of the people." that were the frontline workers, were the same type of perception that people received when I told them that I was in the cleaning industry. They, I, I could see that they said, oh, this poor guy doesn't know how to do anything. He has to be in the cleaning industry. And from that point on, and, and it was pretty early in, in, in my career, I really began to value these frontline people. Today, there are uh, several that have their own companies, large companies. Uh, There is one uh, that has a multi-state, multiple service, full service company. uh, And he started as a window washer. Uh, So I I really value that. And it's a learning experience that I, you know, that I really had. Uh, The other thing is uh, the way that I would interact with the customer. Um, When you promise something, uh, it's your obligation to make sure that that customer is not just serviced. In other words, we could go out and we could empty the trash and we could do all of the, uh, the standard things. But to satisfy a customer takes a little bit more and and so i've been able to to really understand that when and, and i pass this on to my clients when you get a customer value that customer do what you say you're going to do know their business bring to attention you know if you say you're going to be a partner to them be a true partner and then the probably one of the most important things that i've learned this is an industry that uh, can separate families because of the work schedules, the commitments. And, and I anybody that ever worked for me, I always tell them the same thing. And I still uh, believe in this and say as much as I can. You could be as successful as you wanna be in this business. You could hit a lot, of, a lot of positive things. But if you go home and you don't have anybody to share it with, then what have you gained and so that's something that i i, I see now now there are companies now that have second and third generation and, and that's something that, that that is excellent and and i always thought years ago that we will have arrived as an industry when somebody asks well you know what are your kids going to do or your grandchildren are going to do and then you go to ask them and, and your your children or grandchildren they say well I'm going to be in the cleaning industry the day that we don't think that we have failed as parents is the day that we will have arrived as an industry and I think we've arrived as an industry in our industry of cleaning there's room for attorneys for chemists uh those types of, of of skills. And the generation that's coming in now has those skills. And because of, you know, COVID, uh, we've been identified as, as experts in the area of disinfection, uh, sanitation, cleaning. So, you know, that I've learned. And, and I've also learned uh, that you always have to develop your replacement. If you want to progress Uh, and never have such an ego that you hold somebody down because you think you feel threatened, Uh, develop them, work for them. Because as they begin to move up, well, logically, you move up, too, don't you? So and I guess the last thing is this is the best industry in the world. I love it more today than ever. And I recommend people coming into this industry because it's an exciting what other industry uh, can you go to a variety of different places that you could normally not get into uh, if you were not working and cleaning at night so anyway those are just a just a few
0: there are a few but they're very very interesting there are certainly gems that you've shared and uh, my last question to you would be uh, what is your what what do you think is the future of the cleaning industry
1: well, it's uh, it's it's kind of interesting because uh, last year at the uh, ISSA convention, um, my wife and I were at a reception and we were looking around and and I told her I said, "Look, look around. We're the we're the old people in this room." Uh, and as we looked around, I said, "This is the next generation," and and I truly believe the next generation that is now here in our industry is going to take it up many many levels the the commitment to the industry the excitement that they bring uh the camaraderie uh it's starting to to come back and that had been missing for many many years but i think they have a vision of where they want to be the technology is just tremendous and and i thought of when I worked for the Walt Disney Company, one of the first things that uh, that I really appreciated was they were talking about Walt's uh, nephew as Disney World was, was opening up. Uh, the press was walking through with him and one of the press members said, you know, it's too bad that Walt wasn't here to see all of this. And the response from his nephew was, he did see it and that's why it's here. And I think that applies to to our industry. We are a positive impact on the people that we serve. Um, The the approach to cleaning, uh, you know, I always say that there's two approaches. There's the maintenance approach to cleaning and there's the marketing approach to cleaning. The marketing approach, Always looks for ways to really make those customers' facilities shine. Uh, when somebody walks through a door, uh, we want them to say, "Wow, this this company is successful," and that's the approach that I've always had. I've never felt that this industry is an industry that just maintains, but we can be drivers. And I've I've seen so many people uh, with very little command of the English language with physical challenges, uh, undercapitalized start companies and now they have multi-million dollar companies. and there's not too many industries like that. so I think that the future of this industry is is very positive and I'm excited I'm probably more excited today than ever. So
0: thank you for joining us on this episode of the Clean Talk Ron. And for our listeners, before we say goodbye, do not forget to give us a thumbs up and spread the word. Until next time.